Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast, episode 259, season number two. You know, after uh, last week, I've been reading a lot of uh, uh, newspaper articles uh, dealing with uh, police accountability. Well, you know, police accountability falls into two fields, on-duty, off-duty. Let's talk about the ramifications of having such strict control of what police do and don't do on the street. First of all, when a municipality or state or federal agency hires you to be a law enforcement officer, there's certain things that you have to realize. Um, you know, you want people to catch the bad guys, which leads in chasing you know, struggling and all this type of stuff, where there has to be some leeway by the government to allow them to do what they want to do. Now, if you've noticed, talk to your neighbors. After the recent uh, indemnity uh, bill in Connecticut, uh, one, you can't, cops don't even want, they, these kids, no matter how much these places are paying, don't want to be cops, you know. Um, So what does that tell you? Um, what what does that do? It jeopardizes the public safety because it, in the event you call your police department, state police department for assistance, uh, they may not ha have enough people to cover it because they just understaff because nobody nobody wants to deal with it. Uh, you have a high uh, rate of retirement uh, because nobody's going to you know get sued for doing their job and lose a whole pension after a whole career. That's not going to happen. Uh, I was one of those guys. I said, you know what, shit on you. You know what, I've been doing my job 26 years in a large inner city making sure that the public was safe. And I had to share my struggle with people, you know, fighting, handcuffing, you know. And in the course of that, you know, they get hurt, I get hurt. You know, sometimes we both get hurt. But that's the nature of the beast. But when you have legislation being so negligent as they are lately, you know, uh, and you know what it is? It's all about money, to be honest with you. You know, because nowadays everybody's so happy. You know, that's always been a thing. It's, it's, it started in the 80s, but, you know, I don't know why people find the need to, to pull out their camera. Like, they're going to record something. You know, it's you know, you know. I have that. Ooh, you're scaring me. You know what? Um, because I have my own body camera, and I love it when it goes to court. And you, you know, you show your two-second clip on the, your phone, and the judge looks at it, and then they see the full clip and realize how big of an asshole you are. Um, so that's one thing. But if you notice, if you call the police, uh, the response isn't like it used to be. They're not right there. For many reasons, you know, one, they're understaffed because nobody wants the, the freaking job anymore. Second, you know, why are they going to rush to help you? They don't know you. You know, you could be one of these Sue happy bastards. They're not going to put their safety because it's, now if you struggle with anybody, it's automatically your fault. And I'm not going to get injured because you know, you, your spouse, or your friends or people you don't know can't can't control themselves like normal human beings. So I'm not going to hurt myself. And you know, please, people have been commenting. 
oh, well, you know, we're, the police are taking so long to get here. And this is in rural communities, every, every type of communities. Well, this is something you allowed your legislators to do. You know, um, there's a rampant, you know, especially in big inner cities. Uh, I'll use an example, Bridgeport, Warnham, you've got these ATVs uh, and dirt bikes race, racing up and down the streets, you know, causing a hazard to uh, tra tra legally registered and insured vehicles and people walking on the sidewalks and everything else. But the legislation and the, the mayors and all these people, they don't give a shit about public safety, to be quite honest with you. You know, um, if it doesn't come in their paycheck at the end of the week, they don't really give a shit about it. Um, so you don't want us to do anything about that. Oh, what if somebody gets hurt? Well, my friend, that's the nature of the beast. That's like going to war and saying, oh, my God, what if somebody gets hurt? You know, I, yeah, I'll admit there are cases, a very small percentage, what people don't realize is law enforcement has over a million contacts with civilians a day. A day. And if you compare that to the number of, uh, you know, people that are shot by police, uh, you know, listen, when you take people into custody, sometimes they die. You know, it's, you know, there's con medical conditions that, you know, uh, you don't expect to pop up. You know, we don't know who these people are, so, you know, we can't, we, you know, it's not, it's not like that. Um, you, you know, that's what happens. But you got to remember one thing. The cops don't get called to a scene because somebody's holding a picnic or a birthday party. Well, I mean, unless it's extremely loud and shit's going on, or, you know, Thanksgiving where you're chasing each other around with a knife around the kitchen table. But, you know, you have to understand that, you know, every time you go to a call, your personal safety is at risk. And this is something that legislators, because you got to remember, these people that make these laws, they're all civilians. What do they know? What do they know? Do you ever see them go into a housing project trying to get somebody with a gun? No, they don't know anything like that. They go home to their white picket fences and they snort their line of cocaine and, you know, they're all good and happy because, you know, they're making money while everybody else is out there getting screwed. Um, you know, so they don't get it. You know, so that's the first part. That's why the responses, the employment for cops, why they can't staff the departments. Uh, you look at Bridgeport, Connecticut, you know, it, it has both... Um, you know, the problem is nobody wants a job in an inner city like that. Uh, the pay isn't that good. You know, the Indemnity Act that scares the hell out of everybody. You know, they see these idiots recording and, you know, showing a quarter of the recording and everybody thinks the cops are beating everybody up and this and that. That's all horse shit. You know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people, you know what, they want to fight, you know, oh, come on, it's on. But, you know, nobody gets called there because, uh, you know, they're, they're giving away free uh, ingots of gold. Um, you know, they've lost so many people, the city of Bridgeport has lost so many cops that the department is ordering people to stay. What's that tell you? It should tell you a lot. It not, it not only is there an issue with the management, a great issue with the management. That's why a lot of them left. They'll tell you no, they'll tell you it's because of union this, no it's not. Stop! Just stop lying. Just stop it. You know, um, they left because it's not managed right. You know, 
So you're you're going from a five you know a department that should be staffed with almost 500 guys to under 300 in a city of 140,000 people. How do you how do you handle that? You keep a, a, over officers over you know they're they're baked they're I mean they're burnt out before they're in their fifth year because their whole life is spent there. And then you want them to make rational decisions and have morale when they come into a department? Well, you're fucking kidding me. What moron? What moron comes up with that idea? You know, so that's that's the issues that are going on and out in the public. Like I said, that they're wondering why the cops aren't being more aggressive fighting crime. Well, because of your indemnity law. Why people aren't respond? Why the cops aren't responding to your calls that fast? Indemnity laws. Look at what they they allowed the, all those rioters about a year or so ago camping out in front of the police department, destroying buildings because the the the, the uh, you know the the little mayors and the governors, little you know the little you know pansies that they are, didn't have enough balls to go in there and come in there with a wrecking crew and put people in the place where they needed to be because they were committing criminal acts. Now, eighty-five point six percent because. Of, of the population is now armed because they are afraid that the cops won't go there or can't do their job. I mean, even the dumbass anti-gunners must see that one. I mean, fuck. How can, can't you miss that one, right? So that's, that's what, that's, you know, that's the, the patrol aspect of it, you know? Um, but then we have, and this is becoming a real big problem lately, and, you know, I just don't know. Listen, I'm old school, okay. As a as a as a cop, you know, you when you are off duty, what people don't realize, especially in Connecticut, you know, I can arrest you on duty, off duty, in my town, in somebody else's town, and it, it is what it is, you know. Um, but with that comes great responsibility. I just saw recently in the newspaper uh, a state trooper who had um, slapped his girlfriend across the face off duty, you know, took 18 stitches to close it while she's holding on a kid. What the fuck? How the fuck did you pass a psychological? And then she reports that he's probably beat her up over 100 times. Are you fucking kidding me? Where do these fucking people come from? I mean, Jesus, you know, even off-duty I drive because I don't want to be pulled over. Why? It's an embarrassment. You know, being a cop and then having a cop come to your house or pull you over, you know, that's kind of fucking embarrassing, wouldn't you say? And it reminds me of a guy that we had in, uh, you know, our department. I mean, he's arrested six fucking times for domestic dispute. What, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I knew this kid. He, he always had an authority issue. But fuck. Six times? Really? I mean, listen. I get it. You know, women make pe men do crazy things. But that's different, you know. They may want to fight your, boy, your new boyfriend. You know, they may want to kick some ass and take some names. That's one thing. But when you go beat up your spouse or your girlfriend or your whatever you want, what, what is that? What is it? Who the fuck? What cop does that? You're fucking drinking until you're pie-eyed. You can't, you know, 
and it's funny the old saying you might as well uh, drive because you're too drunk to walk you get into a car and you fucking crash it up I mean what the what the fuck do these people think listen you know what I worked the same motherfucking streets that everybody else did okay I saw my share of brutality beyond you know I'm not falling off a bar stool I'm not crashing my car because I'm drunk. I'm not bitch slapping uh, my girlfriend around. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe she. Yeah. Well. Okay, that's another story. But, um, but you see what I'm saying? I mean, the conduct on duty shouldn't really be much different than off duty. Yeah. Nobody's saying you can't go out, have a few beers, have some fun, do whatever. But you know, you hit the, you you have to balance the badge. The badge has to be a balance of professionalism on the the working end and, you know, humility, humanity, and consideration on the civilian side. You know, that's you have to balance the badge. If you can't balance the badge, you shouldn't have one, okay? So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things going on. One of the biggest problems where the law enforcement uh community is portrayed as bad guys, you got to understand, you have these these groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter, you know, these, these are just, these are just trouble whoremongers. They're just looking to cause a rift because, you know what, without, without, without chaos, they're not happy. Their life sucks, so they want everybody else's to suck. Everybody should do what they want. Yeah, that's why America's turning into a third world country, because people are doing what the fuck they want. Dig? So, you know, with that being said, you, you really, you know, oh, fuck the police, fuck the police. No, no, dude, you know what? Fuck you. The reason the world is like it is is because of people like you. The reason people live normal lives and can go into their houses and do things feeling safe is because of people like me. Okay? People like me. Not you. That's why you are in your life and that's why I am in my life where I am in my life don't ever forget that because the highest you get the highest you'll ever get in life is where your lowest friend is just remember that but with that note you know I mean you can have your opinion on you know police conduct one way or the other but things are done for a reason you know Unfortunately, just like in war, there's, you know, in war, when we have war, people get shot, shot by friendly fire, by, you know, shot and killed by friendly fire. You know, things happen there, things happen here, things happen in big businesses. You know, it happens all over the place. You know, this is not a perfect world. We are not perfect people. You are not a perfect person in no way. Neither am I. Probably in a lot of ways. But with that being said, you know, just think about it. When you want police accountability, you know, don't be so blind as to just look at one aspect of it. There's a lot of aspects to it, you know. So, with that being said, this is uh, Michael C. Richard, host of the Night Stalker Podcast, Season 2, Episode 259.